Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Saturday of the seventh week of Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that we who have celebrated the Paschal festivities, may by your gift hold fast to them in the way that we live our lives. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles On our arrival in Rome, Paul was allowed to stay in lodgings of his own with the soldier who guarded him. After three days he called together the leading Jews. When they had assembled, he said to them, Brothers, although I have done nothing against our people or the customs of our ancestors, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Romans. They examined me and would have set me free, since they found me guilty of nothing involving the death penalty. But the Jews lodged an objection, and I was forced to appeal to Caesar, Not that I had any accusation to make against my own nation. That is why I have asked to see you and talk to you. For it is on account of the hope of Israel that I wear this chain. Paul spent the whole of the two years in his own rented lodging. He welcomed all who came to visit him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ with complete freedom and without hindrance from anyone. The Word of the Lord Thanks be to God. The just will gaze on your face, O Lord. The just will gaze on your face, O Lord. The Lord is in his holy temple, the Lord, whose throne is in heaven. His eyes look down on the world, his gaze tests mortal men. The just will gaze on your face, O Lord. The Lord tests the just and the wicked, the lover of violence he hates. The Lord is just and loves justice. The upright shall see his face. The just will gaze on your face, O Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. I will send you the spirit of truth, says the Lord. He will lead you to the whole truth. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Peter turned and saw the disciple Jesus loved following them. 
the one who had leaned on his breast at the supper and had said to him, Lord, who is it that will betray you? Seeing him, Peter said to Jesus, What about him, Lord? Jesus answered, If I want him to stay behind till I come, what does it matter to you? You are to follow me. The rumour then went out among the brothers that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus had not said to Peter, he will not die, but if I want him to stay behind till I come. This disciple is the one who vouches for these things and has written them down. And we know that his testimony is true. There were many other things that Jesus did. If all were written down, the world itself, I suppose, would not hold all the books that would have to be written. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I've got a real soft spot for Simon Peter. Um, I mean, he's my namesake, so, you know, I've, I've got a particular interest in him. Um, and we see here that, you know, he's walking along with Jesus and he looks over at the disciple that Jesus loved. You know, uh, ancient tradition says, well, this is John. And Jesus looks over at this disciple and he goes, well, what about this bloke, Lord? Now, in order to get an understanding of what's going on just beneath the surface, we need to remember what we read in the gospel yesterday. So yesterday, of course, we heard that moment when Jesus invites Simon Peter to profess his love three times. Now, what interests me is that the first time that Jesus asks Peter this question, he asks this, he says, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do? Well, who are the others? They're they're the apostles, right? Including who? Including the disciple that Jesus loved. Now, who was the disciple that Jesus loved? Well, we hear in the gospel today, right? Well, this was the bloke who leaned on Jesus' breast at the Last Supper and asked, Lord, who would be the one to betray you? So, I mean, already we get this picture of a great intimacy and warmth that exists between Jesus and the disciple that Jesus loves. But what happens from that moment on? Well, when Jesus is arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, we read that the disciple that Jesus loves runs away with all the other disciples, along with Peter. Peter, of course, goes on to deny Jesus three times in the high priest's house. But John seems to come good in the end, because where Peter runs off and weeps bitterly for his denial... John, he winds up at the foot of the cross, standing there with Mary, Jesus' mother. And in that beautiful and most intimate moment, Jesus entrusts his mother into the home of the beloved disciple. So here's the interesting thing then. Jesus asks Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these others do? And Simon Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Now, technically, that's not quite what Jesus asked. Jesus didn't say, do you love me? He asked, do you love me more than these others do? And, you know, the the comparison now has to be made between Peter and the beloved disciple, the one who was still there as Jesus died. Now, if you heard my homily yesterday for the podcast, 
um, we can see that Jesus takes Peter on a bit of a, a bit of a humbling path to move from this kind of overconfident statement of love to this acknowledgement that, Lord, I don't love you as I should, but I do love you. And so, you know, perhaps the answer to the first question that Jesus gives, do you, do you love me more than these others do? The, the answer is, I don't know, I, I guess it's no. Lord, I don't love you more than John, probably. So Jesus goes on to speak something about the way in which Simon Peter will give witness to Jesus by the shedding of his blood, by stretching his arms out the way that Jesus did in crucifixion. And then Jesus just gives one simple instruction, follow me. But this is where today's gospel picks up. And I think it's important just to have had a quick look at what precedes the passage today. Because we now hear that Peter turns to the disciple that Jesus loved following them and then says, well, Lord, what about him? Now, Jesus has just prophesied to Peter about the kind of death that he will experience. And so the natural question for Peter is, well, if that's me, what about this bloke, the one who outdoes me in love and in faithfulness? And I think if you read between the lines, Jesus says something like this, Peter, mind your own business. It's not your concern. If I want him to stay behind till I come, what does it matter to you? You're to follow me. So here's probably the first piece of fake news in the scriptures. The rumor goes around to the apostles that John isn't going to die. And it seems like Peter's at the center of it. Where Peter's going to have a rope tied around his waist and he's going to be led to where he'd rather not go and stretch out his arms the way that Jesus stretched out his arms on the cross. Now John, well, this bloke's going to get off scot-free. It's got a little bit of a sting to it, I think. A note of envy. The other disciples get a little bit disgruntled because it looks like Jesus is playing favourites and doesn't it all seem a bit childish? But Jesus brings Peter back to the very beginning again. Only a couple of verses before, Jesus said to Peter in no uncertain terms, follow me. And now he has to say it again. What does it matter if I want him to stay behind till I come? Like, how is that your concern? It's me you follow. Keep your eyes on me. Look, I think that's enough of a spiritual lesson for us today. Keep your eyes on me. Don't be concerned about what's going on around you. Don't be troubled if you get led along a path that's different from other people. And don't imagine that the path that I lead someone else down is going to be better or that you came off second best. It again goes back to that first question. Peter, do you love me? Which is as much to say... Peter, do you trust me? Well, if that's the case, then keep your eyes on me and follow me. I mean, poor Peter. He struggles to learn these lessons, doesn't he? But don't we all? We finish today Eastertide. 
and of course tomorrow we celebrate Pentecost. This is the church's trajectory, to keep her eyes firmly fixed on Christ, and to know that the Holy Spirit is the one who enlightens the way. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father. Amen.